When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, where you've got a deal going on, $5 on any of these NBA play or play-in games, and... If you win, you get $100 in free plays. That simple, that easy. All right, we've got a lot to get to today on this podcast. First, we're going to talk some U of A NBA prospects, what other players need to do to get to that level. We're going to talk uh, about one of the U of A football players as well who is looking to latch on, and Sam Thomas as well from the women's basketball team. But first and foremost, everybody has been talking about Ben Matherin and why hasn't he declared yet. The only thing I'll say about Ben Matherin is that he definitely enjoys the college experience. He's never been in a hurry to leave, I don't think. And when you look at him, he is projected as a top 10 to top 15 pick, and guys like that generally leave. So let's talk about Ben Matherin and how he transitions to the NBA, assuming he does go pro. Now, you look at a lot of these different draft boards, and I'm going to pull up Jay Billis's right now because I think that's probably the most apropos. And Jay Billis has Benedict Matherin as the ninth best prospect in the entire country. Personally, I think he's a little bit better than that. I would have Jabari Smith, number one, but, and uh, uh, Holmgren, Ben Carroll, those guys. But after that, I mean, Keegan Murray from Iowa, Jaden Ivey from Purdue, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. Seems like a lot of overrated Big Ten guys in there. Now, what Matherin can do is essentially everything on the court from a basketball perspective. And he showed it this year. There were a lot of people that were questioning whether he was just kind of a one-dimensional 3 and D type. But he came back with a totally different arsenal and an improved arsenal on top of that. In that he was able to break down pretty much anybody he wanted. And it wasn't the traditional Allen Iverson you know, I'm going to beat you with a quick crossover, get to the basket type situation. It was using your hesitation, using angles. You're a heck of a shooter, so players have to play up on you, and then you're able to get by them. And then his elevation, as we all know, is essentially second to none. He's that good when it comes to that. Offensively, he is uh, he's really the total package. I and uh, I've talked about this a little bit with Matt Muehlbach, and um, I'm personally of the belief that he should be closer to five than he is ten on a lot of these different draft services, mainly because of that offensive potential. He's also a plus passer. I think there's some questions about his defense, but you know, let's be honest here. He's a 20 year old kid. Athletically, he can do everything you need from the defensive perspective. So. 
again, I would have a hard time not drafting him with around that fifth pick, and I'm certainly choosing him over any of those Big Ten guys. I'm just sorry. That's the way it is. Big fan of Ben Matherin and his NBA prospects. All right, Christian Coloco. Coloco is an interesting case because he's an older guy, obviously, and generally older guys are pretty much maxed in what they can do. That is not the case with Coloco. You saw the improvement from year uh, year two to year three just from being able to finish better around the hoop. His defense was improved. His strength, his tenacity, everything about him was better. Now, the problem that he still has is, and if you look at a guy like a look at a guy like a Williams out of a Duke, the big center. Basketball comes much more natural to him than it does Christian Coloco in that he can run the court, he can be a rim runner, he can catch alley-oops, stuff like that. Christian Coloco is never really going to be a guy that's going to be able to finish well around the hoop at the NBA level, in my opinion. I think his hands are a little too suspect still, and I think that he is more of a, uh, he's more of a defensive threat. Where he does have the possibility, though, to really improve is as a stretch player. Anybody that's watched him in practice knows that he can shoot the ball. If I'm Tommy Lloyd, I'm telling him, listen, if you come back, you're going to play in the low post, obviously, but I'm also going to give you the opportunity to be able to show NBA scouts that you can hit that 17-footer, that three-point shot, and be a stretch-the-court type guy on offense and obviously everybody knows what you're going to be able to do on defense. If Coloco does that and comes back, I think that at this time next year, you're looking at a guy who's probably going to be around the 15th or 16th pick as opposed to maybe the 28th through 35th pick. He's a guy that I think has a lot to gain by coming back. Another guy that certainly has a lot to gain by coming back is Dalen Terry. Dalen Terry is my favorite player on the team. Talked about him a great deal. And I wouldn't be surprised if he turns out to be the best pro out of all of these guys. He's long. He's athletic. He's got the best feel for the game of anybody on the team. He's a really good passer. He's able to get to the hoop. His shot, which everybody bashes, has actually become a lot more consistent than I think in, uh, anybody expected. It's still a weird-looking shot, but it dies on the rim, and it just looks it looks much better, the end result, than pretty much the product going in there. But he's a legitimate six foot eight. He's not six five and a half. He's not six six. He's six eight. He can handle, he can pass. He's got a little bit of that Corey Brewer thing going on right there. And defensively, there's no reason that he can't be a stopper at the next level. He hasn't shown that he can be a consistent scorer, which he can do. But again, I think his career high is 14 points. If I'm Dalen Terry, I'm coming back. I'm not going to be a second-round pick. I'm coming back, and I'm going to put up 14-15 a game. I'm going to continue to do everything that I can, and I'm going to show these NBA types what I can really do. Now, one thing, though, that doesn't need to be proved is the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. $5 on these NBA playoff games, play-in games, and if you win, you get $100 in free plays. 21 and up, Arizona only. If you've got a gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Again, new customers only on this one, though. Great games going on tonight, starting up here in a couple hours, so give that a look. Okay. Now, let's talk about a couple of the other players on the team that possibly have NBA potential, but it'll be interesting to see how they develop. The first guy on there is Adama Ball. I put Ball on this list mainly because he's somewhat of an unknown, but he is about 6'5". 
He's incredibly long. Tommy Lloyd obviously has big plans for him going forward because he was able to use a ball towards the end of the season, trying to sneak him into the end of games, kind of like Lou Olson did with guys like Michael Dickerson or Jason Terry, where you know that they've got a real world next year and you're trying to just get them where they can be. Athletically, physically, and from a shot perspective, Ball looks like he's a guy that has next-level potential. But we certainly need to see more from him if he's going to be that guy, and I think next year you probably will see some of that. All right, Kirk Kreese. Kirk Kreese is an interesting one because some people really love him. I know uh, some of the guys on ESPN, I think uh, Mike Schmitz is a big fan of him, is a pick-and-roll type guy. Kirk Kreese has to do a couple things. First, he's got to improve his shooting. Now, the form looks fantastic. Every time you watch it, it looks like the ball's going in. The problem is it doesn't go in. There's been games where it's gone in, but... You look at the numbers, and the numbers are the numbers. You know, 34% from three, 35% from the field. You know, it's just not good enough. He needs to come back, and those numbers need to be around 40. He needs to be hidden 80-something percent from the free throw line. And if he can continue to improve his playmaking ability, averaged over five assists a game this year or around there, then maybe you're looking at some guy that's got a little bit of potential to play at the next level. He, um, defensively, it's always going to be a struggle for him. He's just not strong or athletically laterally gifted, so that will be an issue for him. But there's something to work with there. I've always looked at him as more of a European-type guy, but who knows? Maybe there's a maybe there's a chance for him. And Pella Larson, anybody that follows me on Twitter knows that my bad Pella has become a real, uh, it's become a joke. I thought Pella Larson wasn't very good, and as the year went on, He continued to improve. He continued to improve to the point where he was one of the team's best defensive players at the end of the season, one of their best shooters. And while he's never going to be able to make plays off the dribble, he is able to finish because he can dunk and he's strong around the hoop. I don't view him as an NBA guy, mainly because I think he's a little too small to be a 3 and D, and I don't think he's ever going to be able to handle enough. But... He certainly showed a little bit of intrigue this past year, so he's certainly a guy to keep an eye on, as is Umar Ballo. Ballo, I think, is going to be an uphill battle, mainly because this isn't the NBA of 20 years ago, where kind of the plotting big is utilized. He's going to have to either become really good at finishing around the basket against length or expand out his shot. I don't know that I ever see the shot being expanded out. So that's kind of where a lot of these guys sit right now is, you know, who's coming back, who's going to stay, and where they sit as far as NBA draft prospects. Now, one thing, though, that you don't need to worry about at all is the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. NBA play-in games today, $5 in, $100 in free plays if that team wins, new customers only. We've talked about this. This is the time to hop in there. They're trying to give you money. Take advantage of it. Okay, a guy that's trying to get some money is U of A football all-purpose player Stan Berryhill. Stan is... Stan is a guy that can play in the NFL, I believe, but it's going to have to be the right fit. It was difficult for him last year, and it was pretty impressive the numbers he put up considering the issues that uh, Arizona had getting to the quarterback, or excuse me, from the quarterback position, but he was able to take hitches and turn them into big plays. He's able to return kicks. There's a lot of different things that he can bring to a team. He's sure-handed as well. If he's going to be picked, it's going to be like a seventh-round pick, 
but I think his best chance of sticking is getting into camp as a one of those priority free agents. Maybe he hops in there with uh, you know a team like the New England Patriots. I could see that being where Stan is able to make his bones. I think there's a spot for him in the NFL, but it's certainly going to be a spot where you're going to have to find the right coach and the right system that appreciates what he can bring because he's not the type of guy that is just going to be able to go in there and just overwhelm teams with his 40 or you know anything like that. He's going to have to be able to show what he can do on the football field. And I think that there's a real... Uh, I think there's a real possibility for that. And lastly, one other athlete that it's going to be uh, certainly to keep an eye on is Arizona women's basketball player Sam Thomas. Now, Sam is uh, has signed a tri- uh, tryout contract with the Phoenix Mercury. And first of all, you got to be rooting for her because she's one of the coolest people ever. And with her with her defense, with her team type atmosphere or a team type attitude. There's a chance that she can make it. There really is. You always hear this from coaches that, you know what, if I'm looking for somebody to add to the team, I want them to be the A-plus character, the intangibles type, can do some stuff that other people don't want to do necessarily. That's Sam Thomas to a T. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Sam made this team. Uh, A lot of people have said uh, throughout the year that Sam can score a little more than... uh, um, Maybe she showed this will be an opportunity for her, but she certainly has the possibility to be able to stick on that team. So basically wanted to just kind of go over some of these NFL prospects, NBA prospects, WNBA prospects with you, but we will be back with you live stream with Brad Alice coming up here. Remember, AZ Wildcats podcast, hit subscribe, go to GoPHNX. You got all the best stuff going on there and uh, from all the different angles, Big sports time right now. So again, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow.